Yes, good morning, everyone. Monday, February 26th, the Big Sports Breakfast on Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab. A very good morning to you wherever and however you are listening. Hope you had a fantastic weekend. Vegas is coming, baby. The footy season starts Sunday our time. Uh, Loza not with us yet this morning. He is in the United States, uh, we're told. Not quite sure how he's going as far as the connecting flight from LA to Las Vegas is concerned. But morning to you, mate. Wow. Uh, oh what p- price Loz getting there without any issues? No, no Dr- chance. <laughs> no chance at all. Morning, buddy. Uh, morning to our listeners. Not surprised one bit that he missed his connecting flight. Uh, Loz would have landed and thought, oh, I thought I was landing in Vegas. <laughs> Didn't know had a second flight. Um, but sounds like he's in good spirits. He's, uh, yeah, he's on his way. He's not too far away. And I'm interested to see how he goes in Vegas. Does he keep the discipline of the oh, non-drinking please. policy? Please. Does it even last day one? Does it even last day one? But um, what a weekend of sport. Love the footy. Being back on the rugby league, I know it's trial games. But love apart from I didn't love watching the Tigers. I've got to say that wasn't what we. Uh... No, you weren't the only one. They got slammed on my mates' group chat on well, uh, Saturday evening. There, we forgot to play tackle, which Look, is it, a pretty it, important ga- part of the game. I would have thought. Let's but, just go. Yeah. It's a trial. Agree. Just... Agree. Agree. Again. Agree. And then the cricket. Uh, bit of rain around for the last T20, but the Aussies uh, got another win. Um, Spencer Johnson, Jeezy's. He's good. He's really good, Mido. He's unique, isn't he? He is. He's, I think he's just got that, that extra pace. Um, quite tall. Left arm helps as well, but pace and bounce. Just hard to beat. Uh, and then I've got to say, I loved watching the Poms bat so poorly yesterday as well. I want them to win this test match. I don't. I want I it don't. to be Not two after, all going I, to the fifth test. No, I, can't, I can't cop... I can't cop the whole. We've changed the way Test cricket is. We are we are the most yeah. aggressive batting team to ever play on the planet. We are. I can't. I can't cop it. I'm like, well, it's all good and well in conditions that are conducive to it, but the skill of Test cricket is to be able to adapt to conditions, adapt to your opposition. Uh, shot selection is a skill as a batsman. Uh, it, the game's not that easy. You know, and I think it's it is easy to say it once you've retired, once you stand back. But sometimes you make comments through your career because you might be, you know, when you're playing bad, you might say something or put yourself down or be a tiny bit negative, and then you'll, you know, you'll score some runs or the team will start winning. You think, well, maybe I was a bit hard on the team or hard on myself. And then the other way, sometimes when you're flying, you say things. You go, well, mate, I'm only one duck away from. You know, your feet getting back onto the ground. And I feel like with some of the comments around, um, you know, their, their, their style of play, they've just, they've said things that over time in test cricket, it's, the game is not that easy. It's very hard. And while, you know, apart from Sir Donald Bradman, you have a look at how every other player has played and what their numbers are. There's a reason that the best ever sit in a very selective group. You know, that average, average, averaging 50 in test cricket is very hard to do. And not many players have done it. You know, a player's strike rate. You look at, that's why I think we, we talk about someone like uh, Adam Gilchrist, for example. How aggressive he played really was dictated by, yes, his talent, yes, his skill, but the team he had around him as well and where he batted. 
you know, walked in at number seven, had a foundation by Hayden, Langer, Ponting, Martin, all these amazing players. And then he could just walk out and the, 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 India or England or South Africa were already on. Their, their bowlers were fatigued and tired and Gilly made them pay, you know. England just this approach that every single batter is going to walk out and smack it and we're going to be the most aggressive team on the planet. Well, yeah, they're, uh, well, they certainly didn't show that the second innings with their batting, that's for sure. And the game's not over. They haven't lost the game yet. They're going to have to bowl extremely well, but they were in a position that you crave when you're over in those conditions. They've blown it. They're, uh, so England, having had a 46-run lead on the first innings against India in that fourth test, were three for 110 in their second dig and were bowled out for 145. They lost seven for 35. And India, therefore, require 192 runs to win the series and a none for 40 at stumps there on day three overnight or yesterday or last evening. Uh, so England, blown it, really. But uh, certainly the big story out of the weekend was the World Club Challenge and I've had uh, several texts from Penrith fans absolutely blowing up. <laughs> and you Fair got a case. Fair you enough. got a case. Sixteen twelve Wigan. Uh, in a, in, it was a captivating match uh, there at the DW Stadium there in the north of England yesterday. And Warriors centre Jake Wardle scored well the controversial try, which proved to be the difference. There were several controversies though. Penrith did have their chances. I will say that, but. And the Wigan defence, you got to give them credit. But there was certainly some interesting refereeing. Liam Moore, the referee, so particularly that Wardle tribal. Moore ruled it was a try on the field and it wasn't overturned, therefore, by the video ref. There was lack of evidence to overturn the decision. Did the referee really see the ball get put on the line? Really? Uh, but I'm, I don't even have a concern about that part. Let's, okay, let's say the ref got it but wrong. He called it the try, therefore the video ref has to find evidence to overturn. Mate, there was the clear try. evidence there was no try. There was clear evidence where he put the board out was a foot short of the line. There was clear evidence it was a double movement, and then I reckon there was still clear evidence with the double movement. It still didn't make the line. Yeah, I guess I could say it was momentum still going Mate, forward. But that is a hundred percent no it try. It's hard to find any way you look at it. Any evidence of a try being exactly. scored there. Uh, and Brian Toto saw his comments. He was adamant after saying, you know, he knows he didn't get it over the line and lying is a sin. <laughs> it's what Toto <laughs> said in regards to Wardle and his claims he got the try down. Uh, oh, it's, not, it's, not, it's not on the player. Mm. Like, you, you see that all the time. It's just, mm. yeah, he's, pr- he's probably in his celebration, in the back of his mind's hoping that it's a try. But, yeah, at the end of the day, I, that, that's why I that's why technology still in sport frustrates me. Because if we got it there and we're going to use it, and it sounds like in all sport it costs a fortune to use. So if we've got it, how can you, get, how can you use it and have it and still get it wrong? That's the frustrating thing. Well, On-field decisions, mate, it's naked eye, you make mistakes. Umpires on a cricket, you get given out, I didn't hit it. Or it was going down leg. Footy field, you know, you award a try and it's it's not a try. I, I think I think athletes can deal with that. But with all the technology that we have, come on, you can't get that wrong. Taylor May was also denied there in the last play of the match. And I was thinking, well, if he's called the other one a try, 
He can call this one a try as well. On that last one, though, did they award on-field no, no, on field no, was try. no try? So then mm. that's what they've done, haven't they? They've, they've stuck with the on-field cause, which is an easy way to justify it. Because he can't find any... So the last one for Taylor May, but I don't, I don't think that was black and white. I think if you, you if you don't overturn the on-field call, then that is the right decision. Mm. The one before, I think it is black and white. I think you can clearly see it was no try, so it had to be overturned. Many Penrith fans and uh, just general fans would agree with you, pup. But also, uh, Liam Martin penalised there uh, late. He had a, a strip. And uh, the Penrith players with him in the tackle dropped off a one-on-one strip, and that was called back as well. And the ref just responded to the crowd. It was a typical home crowd penalty there. So just some things didn't go Penrith's way. They were rusty in attack, though. And uh, obviously, Wigan, seeing Stephen Crichton's not in that side anymore, they targeted that left edge of Penrith and came up with two tries in the first half uh, down that left side of Penrith's defence as well. So... Look, they played some smart footy. They played tough, Wigan, and you got to give them credit. 16-12, World Club champions. Penrith still never won it. Uh, so what are they? 0 from 4 in the World Club Challenge. Uh, tough to win over there. They were decent value as well, $2.60 or so uh, there. So, uh, look, it was a great game of footy. It was absorbing to watch, but, yeah, Penrith... Uh, not happy. I know a lot of fans not happy with the, the referee and what the referee came up with. Uh, and, uh, well, the Broncos have won the $100,000 cash prize, by the way, for taking out uh, the preseason challenge. And they accounted for Manly 40-14 to 14 at Four Pines Park over the weekend. But uh, naturally, both those sides very much under strength with all their squads over in uh, the United States ahead of the Vegas openers this Sunday. Uh, but uh, just in regards to some halfbacks to watch or some playmakers, Bevan French certainly of Wigan and Jonah Pezzett at the Storm, you do wonder whether, uh, well, Pezzett will end up somewhere else. Uh, hard to be behind Jerome Hughes and Cameron Munster there as far as the Haas are concerned at the Melbourne Storm, but he certainly looks a first grader. And Bevan French, uh, since he's got over there uh, in the UK, has absolutely dominated the rating man of steel. Uh, Jay Field as well, a couple of try-saving tackles. We've seen him in the NRL before, and uh, two guys that have really acquitted themselves so well over there in the UK Super League. And uh, Field signed a, a four-year extension not too long ago there at Wigan, which would take him through to when he's 30 years of age. But you do wonder whether an NRL club will try and entice him back at some point, and certainly Bevan French as well. These days, a playmaker. Uh, and uh, had a, some really nice touches there in the World Club Challenge yesterday morning. But the Panthers, we're going to speak to Josh Reynolds, get his take on it. Obviously, he knows the Super League intimately as well. So we'll get Joshy Reynolds' uh, take on the World Club Challenge uh, later this morning in about well, about an hour's time. Also coming up on the show today, we're going to speak to Karen McAvoy, Sydney jockey. Of course, he rode Celestial Legend to victory in the Hobartville. Wellwall as well won that benchmark 100 race at uh, Rose Hill on Saturday. Uh, Phil Buzz Rothfield, will join us this morning. Phil Moss, Liverpool fan, smiling this morning. Uh, a late header from Virgil van Dijk has ensured that Liverpool won the League Cup final against Chelsea at Wembley. 1-0, that goal coming very, very late in extra time, just as penalties loomed. So Liverpool, who were without multiple uh, of their stars, Salah, Nunes, 
uh, due to injury, but have somehow got themselves a trophy this morning. And we'll speak to Mossy later. The Matildas had a good win in Uzbekistan as well on Saturday evening. So they come home to hopefully seal that two-legged tie and ensure they're in Paris later this year for the Olympics. Uh, Ali Mosley will get her take on Saturday's racing. Uh, Matt Burke, Wallaby, great. It was week one of Super Rugby. The Reds, too good for the Waratahs on Saturday night. The Brumbies, too good for the Rebels. And uh, the Hurricanes beat the Western Force 44-14 to in Perth. So Berkey's coming up later as well. And at some stage, I'm told, we will connect with the great man, Loz, as he <laughs> ventures from California to Nevada ahead of Sunday. So he's got there. He's just... Had some issues getting the connecting flight. I believe the the, custom, the customs lines over there, though, pup. I've nearly been caught in it as well. You got to give yeah, yourself. It's not easy. You got to give yourself. I reckon three and a half. Mm. I was caught in one for nearly three hours once coming back from Mexico. I think you got to read the signs as well, like <laughs> which direction you meant to go to to catch your connecting flight. That probably helps rather than it's not a one way lane. But yeah, it can be. It's tough. It's tough, but. He's on his way. Put it that way. He's not far away, El Daly. So um, yeah, uh, don't like. I don't like flying. You know, doesn't matter where you go. Doesn't matter where. What what way you turn when you get on the plane? Sitting on an aeroplane for a long time is not fun. No. Um, but especially when you get off over there and you're so dishevelled, and oh, you actually have to have your wits about yeah, you to know, know which where way to, go. to go. Exactly right. <laughs> I love these texts, uh, boys. I wonder if the US Customs have been on Loz's multi and are fed up with the garbage <laughs> he's dishing out. No name to that one. Hot, I like this, though. Hot tip for America, boys. Fly to Hawaii. Do the connection from Hawaii. That's not a bad A quarter call. of the size custom lines. There you go. Well, did it, Loz fly through LA yeah. or San Fran? No, LA. LA, okay. Mm. Okay, yeah. the papers. Uh, Gridiron Will, Walsh's NFL Dream. That's back page of the Daily Telegraph. It's front page of the Courier Mail in, back page as well. Did you hear what he said? I don't I, 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 don't, I don't think well, he. Well, he's just saying. Well, he's about. He said, "I'm gonna, you know, I want to re-sign with Brisbane. Just one day down the track, wouldn't yeah. mind giving it a crack." Yeah. But everyone's because we're going to Vegas because yeah, they're okay. going to train with NFL yeah, okay. sides. Let's make it as big as we can. And, you know, let's assume the fact he didn't say no. I never want to play in the NFL. Let's assume that he wants to be Tom Brady. So well, <laughs> with Reese would be, I guess, a wide receiver, yeah. but so hard. So hard. Yeah, I think when you haven't grown up in that sport, it is as complex as it gets. But yeah, you know, he's a superstar of our game. Very hard to translate yeah. to a game like the NFL. But you know, this is we're going to see these stories every year we go over to Vegas. True, True. And, and all the the players all watch it. As oh well. yeah, so well, they're, they're going to get massive asked in about the American it. sports in general. Like the boys have been at the basketball. Mm. Been, I think. I think. The Broncos boys might have caught up with Magic Johnson. So, yeah, there's they'd be loving being in America and being able to go and meet these athletes and watch the, the different codes. Mm. It's, I think it's, I think American sport is bigger in Australia now as in the following than I can ever remember. Even as a youngster, like NBA was massive when I was a kid. Like mm. I say, watching the Chicago Bulls for me and Michael Jordan was huge. But I think, I think Australians follow American sport more now than ever. Without a doubt. Yeah. Yeah. And back when we were, you know, in our day in the yeah. 90s, early 90s, it was, you know, it was scarce. Yeah. It was watching Billy Woods and Steve Carfino on yeah. a Saturday afternoon True. on Channel 10. True. Now you can 
well, you get your NBA pass and you can watch it all day, every day, or, yeah. you know, ESPN shows multiple games a week. So it's it's not scarce like it was. So mm. uh, anyway, Swali'i, he's another one. Uh, touted as a match for Travis, as in Travis Kelsey. Uh, so uh, uh, Colin Scott's quoted here is at the back page of The Australian saying Swali'i uh, could even, you know, if he wanted to go that way, could have a future over there in the NFL. So, yeah, we'll keep seeing more and more of these stories uh, for sure. Where did I see? So, Kelsey, having been here at his missus' concert the other night, it's already back in Vegas partying with Patrick Mahomes. Oh, did he fly back? Yeah, he's, he, tell you what, that's a short trip. He was at, fr- he was at Friday night hmm. uh, at the concert, so he must have straight out. Straight out. The advantage of a private jet, Mido. In you come, out you go. <laughs> Long trip for a two-dayer. What about the phenomenon? We oh, were talking about man. it on Clark, on Friday, Clark. Out of control. Yeah, oh. I've 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 never seen uh, an individual, as in Taylor Swift mm. or any individual, and I'm talking President of the United States, Queen. When the Queen come mm. to Australia, Harry and um, Will, when they come, I've never seen an individual have so much power. Yeah. Taylor Swift is like the whole country. You're in fits. Mate, I got abused over the weekend for not wanting to go to the concert. Mm. Like, a mate of ours had a ticket, and I was like, oh, mate, no thanks. Like, I I, I just, I don't want to go. It's so packed. Like, even seeing all my mates there, they're taking photos, or they've got videos. Taylor Swift looks like an ant. They're so far away from her. (laughs) Just put it on the telly, or, like, Google, or you can see her up, like... You can listen to every single song, but I get it. It's the atmosphere. It's all. Yeah. I understand, but I'm. I don't, I don't want to do that. I don't want to go there and sit, look at look at an ant and see a million people around me, and then take three hours to get out of there after the event. Yeah, I'm sure that that's not fun. But uh, tell us if you took your daughters or your missus. Tell us what it was like on the text line as well. Uh, back page of the Sydney Morning Herald: Lying is a sin. That Brian Toto quote uh, about the. Jake Wardle try for Wigan uh, there, which eventually proved the difference in the World Club Challenge yesterday. Uh, there's a story here on the Matildas as well on the back page of the Herald. Also, I uh, see on the back page of the Telegraph, Smith hopes fade pup. So Steve Smith, uh, all indications are his chances of being selected in the 2020 World Cup squad later this year. Very much in doubt. 11-4, and four, he got in the two matches at Eden Park. He isn't playing yet anyway in the IPL no, he wasn't picked up in the auction. So that can't help his case as well, particularly if we see other players over there on the yeah. cusp of the squad uh, scoring runs. You'd think that would be taken into account. But mm. uh, it's going to be hard for him to force his way into that squad, really, yeah, well, isn't no, it? He's going to have no more T20 cricket. Because it's opening or nothing for him, isn't it? I think his role is to open the batting, definitely. And, and I think we're seeing, uh, it looks to me like, well, Davey Warner missed the last two games with an injury, had a little niggle. But I, it looks to me their starting opening batters are going to be Travis Head and David Warner. But then there's the other players, I reckon, because you're only ta- you can only take a squad of 15. Mm. So they've probably got to pick someone that, can open, but can also bat if they need about bat at three or, or four. And I think in the conditions they're going to play in the West Indies in America, I think they'd rather a power player than, you know, someone like Smitty who can work it around. So, yeah, look, it's going to be inter- interesting to see what they do. But I think at the moment they've probably, you know, they're suggested 
by how they've selected the team and what I'm hearing, that their first two openers are already done. Well, their top three's done. Warner, um, Head, Head, Mitchell Marsh. Marsh. Mm. That's their top three. If so, if there's no injuries. Um, so the spare batsman selection is, is an important one. Do you want to pick someone that's just going to open or do you want to pick someone that can bat anywhere in that top five or six, really? Heroes and villains on a Monday, 13-53-53. 0419767272 on the text line. Pup, uh, what have you got for us? Rightio, heroes, I'm going to go WA, Western Australian cricket, but not only beating New South Wales in the Marsh Cup, but that's their third straight Marsh Cup. So, uh, well done to WA. Um, tough loss to the Blues, but yeah, they, they continue to... Uh, they've been good for a long time, mm. Western Australian cricket. It's not. I don't think. I'm not into the whole. You know, that the selection around certain players for Australia are dictated by one or two states. I don't believe in that, but I believe as a team they seem to overperform WA cricket. Now that doesn't mean, you know, should they have more players in the Australian team? I'm not saying that. I'm just saying they seem to find a way to come together as a team. They did it when JL was coaching there, and now they do it under Adam Voges as well. So uh, I think they need to be paid the credit that they deserve. So well done to Vogesy and that team. Um, so they're my heroes for the week. And yeah, it was my... a convincing win. Five yeah. wickets with 100 balls remaining. That was a cricket central in Sydney there mm. yesterday. Yeah, they weren't at their best, the Blues, but that's the way it goes. Villain, uh, no-brainer. The refereeing, and that includes... The, the use or the whoever's looking after the technology in that um, in the club challenge world club challenge over there to yeah whether it changed the result or not I'm not, I'm not even into that but just that decision of try when to me it wasn't a try at all that try should have been disallowed uh, they're the villains and second villain New Zealand's catching <laughs> in the T20 series I, I think they dropped nine catches yeah, or ten average. catches in three games. Yeah. You're never beating Australia if you don't play catch. So their fielding was disgraceful. As bad as I've seen from a New Zealand team in a long time. So they'll be fuming at their fielding because they, you know, they they do generally overachieve, I think, New Zealand in regards to their players versus their results. But, my God, they have always based their game around making sure they're brewing in the field. And they were, they were horrible in the entire series. They'll need to sort that out for the first test, which starts on Thursday. Thursday, yeah. Thursday, the first of the two test matches between Australia and the Kiwis. Okay, my hero, I'm going to give it to Jordan Thompson, Aussie tennis player who's been a bit of a journeyman who won his first ATP Tour title. And he jumps to a career-high ranking number 32 in the world and he beat Casper uh, Ruud, the world number 12, at the Los Cabos Open in straight sets. And then he came out and won the doubles as well with Max Purcell. So Jordan Thompson, well done. First ATP to a title. My villain, well, it's England for blowing the position they were in, pup. Oh, yeah. They've ruined their chances. I, I, well, I think with I'd, India, none for 40. India are winning this Well, that's the thing. I think I'm, I'm just... I'm not saying too much just yet. I think tomorrow this conversation might be a little bit different. But, yes, you're 100% right. They have blown a huge opportunity. 40-odd run lead going into the second innings. Batting third, not batting fourth. Um, You know, conditions were... (laughs) It wasn't spinning that much. I think majority of deliveries, majority of dismissals were balls skidding on, going straight. Batsmen playing for spin... 
and missing it, misjudging the line. So, yeah, if India make, you know, on that wicket, I reckon India would have wanted a 300-run lead. And I think that was doable because the pitch was good enough. But uh, India stuck to their guns, spin to win, open the bowling with two spinners. Um, and again, I, I I look forward to seeing the England press because I didn't see much Bazbor yesterday. That's for sure. No. Blokes getting out blocking. Yeah, LBW, nerdly. bold, caught bat pad. What's happened to where was the reverse sweep, mm. switch hit, run down the wicket, hit it for six? Where was the seven runs and over? You know, that went missing yesterday. So, uh, yeah, in, well, I think, yeah, if India do win, then I think this conversation tomorrow, certainly from the England press, will be exactly what you're saying. Yeah, bowled out for 145 of 53.5 overs. So they went at 2.69 uh, there in their second innings. <laughs> I mean, the pitch is, it's obviously a turner because you got Ashwood in five for 51. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dadeja took a wicket. Yadav, four wickets. And then... There were only three overs bowled by Siraj, who is obviously the lone quick, yep. therefore, that's bowled in their second innings attack there. The wicket, it, it, it's, I watched a fair bit of it. The, it was staying quite low, and because, you know, sometimes when the angle of the bowler, the, the ball not spinning can sometimes feel harder than if the ball does spin. So you can play with the spin. You can actually it actually helps you sometimes. But yeah, a lot of balls were skidding on, and then it was the natural variation. One would just take off. One would spin big. One would bounce. But there wasn't too much. It was staying low rather than extra bounce, which makes it hard as well. You just know if you get hit on the pad, trouble. it's not going over. It's it's gonna yeah you're gonna be in trouble. Uh, okay, on the text line, morning lads, no hero this week. Villain has to be the organisers who held the one-day match at Silverwater yesterday. Why wasn't the game at the SCG? Why wasn't the ground open to junior cricketers? Uh, the ground at Silverwater is not fit for sitting or crowd. Brett from Penrith. It is a shame. I, I guess now because the SCG's turned over to probably the Swans to, to, well, for the AFL uh, to start, which starts Thursday week and therefore may not be available uh, this close to the start of the AFL season anymore. Uh, but yeah, it is a shame to really think not that, the main that menu. it's a, it's a one-day, national one-day yeah, final. I know. Yeah, I know. And it's held... At a club <laughs> ground. At a, it, well, what, it's a, basically a training facility yeah. ground, isn't it? Yeah. I've, yeah. I've, I actually haven't been out there to mm. it. I haven't seen it, but, I, yeah, I watched it yesterday on TV and... Yeah, it's a shame the, the the you know a major game like that's not at a yeah, the Sydney Cricket Ground, the Sydney Cricket Ground. That's what it's called, but you can't get a New South Wales final there. Yeah. Ridiculous. Uh, heroes, the Hayes brothers, Mister Brightside, they've turned that horse into a champion. Amazing effort. Uh, my villains, West Tigers, taking all the positivity out of their supporters in one trial match. Another wooden spoon coming. Feel for Tigers fans. MG at Penrith. Hey. They're on zero competition. In fact, they got the buy in round yeah, one as off. well. We're off the mark. <laughs> it's just a trial. Like I know there was, you know, not great signs there the other night. In fact, they are now the three dollar favourites with Tab in the most losses market. So they've uh, the, them and the Dragons have swapped in that market. The Dragons now three dollars twenty five. Thirty four to eighteen. The Dragons winning that game in Mudgee on Saturday night. Uh, Blake Laurie suffered a rib injury for the Dragons, but uh, the positive for the Tigers, Lockie Galvin, this 18-year-old, uh, he certainly made an impression, gave 
Benji Marshall's something to think about as far as his combinations and his side is concerned for, well, round two for them up against the Raiders, of course, in their first match of the NRL season. So he was a bright spot there for the Tigers in Mudgee on Saturday night. Uh, hero J-Mac absolutely killing it again in Hong Kong. Villain, well, we've seen a three-peat of premierships for the Panthers. Another uh, another one sticking the boot into the Tigers here. Unfortunately, three wooden spoons for the Tigers. They were disgraceful. Craig sending that one through. Uh, hero Harry Coffey for landing the Oakley Plate on Saturday. Champion bloke Villain Me for not backing the Omen Bet of the Year. Tay-Tay Bay at Nara on Friday. Uh, says Peter. Morning, guys. Heroes, Vance Jani, 18-year-old lad, just peeled off back-to-back 140s for St. George second grade. Last one off 100 balls. He's a serious talent. He's the villain as well as he's a Middlesex player and returns to England shortly. Uh, Richard from Bowrell sending that one through. Hey, boys, my heroes, Liverpool winning the League Cup this morning. Multiple players out, still finding a way to win. Also top of the league. Uh, Villain is the referee in the Super League with the poor decisions in the World Club Challenge. Also, the new Brown accidental head clash incident. Throw in Foxy in there as well, Rosa. And that. Uh, Where'd you run Foxy? Fifth? She was sixth, beaten. Sixth. She was beaten about five lengths. Mm. Uh, yeah, five lengths behind Kerpi and Nessa there in the Peter Young at Caulfield on Saturday. Uh, I haven't seen the stewards' report, but we'll get a full report off Loz. If you are just tuning in, by the way, Loz is in transit. <laughs> and uh, hoping to join us uh, in just less than an hour's time, hopefully this morning. Uh, but we'll get the full report on Foxy. To the naked eye watching on Saturday, no excuses. Travelled well. Mm. Around the turn, looked like she, she popped off the fence, had clear air. Just didn't quite let down. And, uh, yep, we're beaten five lengths, so... We'll get the full report off Loz, though, later this morning, I'm sure. Uh, more texts here. Heroes, the baby Broncos. Great attacking prowess. Kurt Falls is a player to watch. Uh, villain, the refing in the World Club Challenge. Makes NRL refing look 10 out of 10. No name to that one. Uh, my hero is the storm that came through late Friday. I was at Homebush for Blink. Of course, Blink 182 played yeah, at the same well. time. Pink was here as well, wasn't but, she, in Australia? Yep. A few out at the moment. And... Even watching Taylor on Friday night was like, Katie Perry I saw was there, pup. Uh, I think uh, Rita, Rita Aura. Aura was watching Katie Chicken Perry. Chicken Chow would know everyone who was there for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she had a um, – plenty of people have flown out to mm. see her as well. little excuse to come to Australia, not a bad one either, I would imagine. Come watch one of your friends perform. Uh, so keep the noms coming in and uh, we've got those prizes to give out later this morning. Uh, now, Parramatta fans would be pretty happy with what they, what they saw at Ipswich yesterday as well. Clint Gutherson made his return after knee surgery. Mitch Moses uh, was very impactful as well as they beat the Gold Coast Titans 26-16 to and a blow for the Titans in that AJ Brimson playing in the centres. He scored a try, then he failed at HIA in the second half there, so hopefully he'll be okay uh, for the opening round of the season. But uh, Parra... I don't know where I'm going to put power. We're going to give our eight eights for the year on Wednesday, pup. Radio. So, power, I'm not sure what to do with. The T's, do you reckon you'll have them in your eight? They're going to be I reckon around I, the cusp. I, I think they'll be, yeah, I reckon they'll be, they're one of those teams. There's probably four or five teams that are fighting for 
two positions, seven and eight, yeah. I reckon. They've got to have better luck than they had last year. They had a lot of multitude injuries. of close losses to start the season, and then they the yeah. injuries piled up big time. Mm. You'd think they'll have better luck on that front this year, and if they do, they've mm. got to be in and around there, don't they? Oh, I've got a big thing about the Origin Series. That's a, I, I look at that closely, who I think is going to be picked in that Origin setup, because... I think in clubland, if you miss, if you take out a couple of your big fish, I think it has serious impact. Mm. And I know you can still play club footy, but just the the risk of being injured, needing you know not being at your best playing for your club through through that origin period, yeah, I, I don't know. I think that's going to play a big part in who I do put in my number seven, number eight. You know, is, is Mitchell Moses is, is he going to be New South Wales number six? Um, you know, is Gutho in that squad? I, 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 yeah, I think if if Parry were to lose those two players, for example, mate, yeah. the significant difference. Oh, yeah, it makes that period very tough. So yeah, that's I'll be for my seven and eight. I'll be looking closely at that. I reckon. Hello, Ross. Morning to you, mate. How are you? How you going, boys? Very oh, well. well. How's you. your weekend? Good. Good. Uh, my hero is that young replacement for the Cowboys, McKayley, yesterday in the second half. Scored two tries, yep. offloads, beaten tackles, and they might need him with Cohen Hess doing his knee. Yeah, it's a blow. And, and uh, my villains, I'm sorry, pa- uh, Pup, but the Tigers play mm. terrible. And if they get another spoon, there's a bloke waiting in the wings to coach next year, Wayne Bennett. Oh, surely after signing Benji to that long-term deal. But, Ross, Wayne Bennett is going to be linked to everyone under the sun all season. That's right. But surely the Tigers. I I would love to disagree with you, Ross, but I can't. I I think you're spot on. I I know it's only a trial game, um, and I've made it pretty clear what I think of, certainly as a player, what I thought of trial games. But for a team like the Tigers, I think that was the worst thing that could have happened. I think they needed... But we know it's going to take time. Yeah. This squad isn't built to win now. No, no, but and I don't think the expectations for the Tigers to be in the eight. I think that's unrealistic. Well, I don't think that's absolutely. fair. Correct. But it, to, to, to win more than four games. To lose another wooden spoon or to win another wooden spoon mm. is not okay. No, I, I don't no. think anyone's accepting that. No. And the worst thing for them is to wait longer to play again too. I mean, yeah, the buy might the give them two points, but waiting that long <laughs> yeah. for the first game again is going to not help them that much, I don't think. Yeah. Good on you, Ross. See you, boys. Appreciate Thanks, it, Ross. mate. Have a good day. Yeah, a couple of key injuries. Uh, Cohen Hess, as Ross mentioned, may have suffered a serious knee injury in that defeat of the Raiders. It's Seaford Oval there in Queanbeyan yesterday, that match as well. 36-26, the Cowboys winning that. But uh, poor Tom Gilbert of the Dolphins, uh, as the Warriors won that game, 34-22 Saturday in Auckland. Tom Gilbert, who, of course, in origin won last year, did his shoulder and missed the rest of the season. It looks like a torn ACL. Oh, man. So that is just horrible luck for him. And, and, you know, just an emerging player, not only at the Dolphins, but at representative level as well. Uh, yeah, just uh, just awful if he's out for another 12 months. That's a year and a half out. I mean, jeez. He's still only 23 years of age. Yeah. But Seems geez. to happen, doesn't it? Like, And it, 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 it wasn't non-contact as well. Yeah. Just when, when it rains, it pulls, mm. you know? As they say. No, huge blow for Dolphins fans there, potentially. Uh, Super Rugby started on the weekend. Do you watch Tell it? You what? I saw you some any highlights. Yeah. No, I didn't watch it live. 40 Waratahs. to 22, the Reds beat the Waratahs. Oh. 
in Brisbane on Saturday night. 30-3, to the Brumbies over the Rebels in Melbourne. The Hurricanes beat the Force 44-14 to in Perth. Uh, just that game, the Reds and the Waratahs at Suncorp, there used to be a lot more people in the crowd than what I saw there yeah. from the shots I saw on Saturday evening. Uh, but well done to the Reds. The Waratahs with plenty to think about, of course, and I think they've got the Crusaders this week as well. So that's going to be... Yeah, it's tough. I don't know. They've got to do a whole remodelling of that competition, I think. Well, it's, it we, seems to have lost the hearts and minds of even Had our attention people. Friday afternoon. We went for lunch, and I reckon spoke about it for two hours <laughs> and got nowhere. <laughs> All of us sitting there thinking, what are we going to do? How, how, how do can we, we fix it? How do we fix it? And yeah, it's uh, tough, tough at God. the moment, isn't it? Yeah. Highlights how tough our market is as well. Yep. A lot of sport on. Like, I think the weekend was a great example. You know, there's so much sport to watch. Uh, and people, you, you've got to pay money to go and mm. watch the venues, like who, to go and watch the team. At the moment with where it's at, I just don't know. There's not too many families that are going to stick loyal to spending their money there when there's so many other options. And you turn over last night, the Six Nations over in France. Oh. Yeah. You know, packed house. Yeah. France and Italy. Italy, who were the battlers of the Six Nations, mm-hmm. it finishes 13 all. So over in Europe, the game is you know Absolutely extremely loved, well yeah. supported, as you saw during the World Cup. But just struggling here, 13 all France in Italy in the Six Nations. Italy actually had a chance to cause an enormous boil over and a penalty kick right at the end, hit the post. Uh, that would have been a massive upset. So just uh, in the racing over the weekend, so straight charge beats stablemate Espionage for Waterhouse Bot and the Silver Slipper. Uh, Zugotcha won the Millie Fox Celestial Legend, the Hobartville, and uh, we will speak to Kerry McAvoy, the jockey of Celestial Legend, soon. Mr. Brightside, Hayasugi and Q-Man won the Group 1s there in Melbourne. Uh, we see Stormboy, which is now the $2.80 slipper favourite, set to return in the Skyline on Saturday. And yesterday in the New Haven Park Country Championships, heat in Mudgee, Lockdown Gamble, trained by David Smith, and Musical Affair, trained by Mac Griffith, went 1-2 to book their spot in the Country Championships final there at Royal Ramwick on day one of the championships. Josh Reynolds is going to join us shortly in supercars yesterday. Will Brown in his first round with Triple Eight, of course, claimed victory in the second race of the Bathurst 500. His teammate Brock Feeney won the opening race on Saturday. Chaz Mostert is third in the championship after the opening round, but a great weekend for Triple Eight there to start the new season. Uh, Just overnight results in football. And in the Premier League, Wolves beat Sheffield United 1-0 at Molyneux. And in the League Cup final, Liverpool have got their hands on more silverware in Jurgen Klopp's final season at Anfield as well. 1-0 over Chelsea in the League Cup final at Wembley. And it was a header late, very late in extra time. From Virgil van Dijk from a corner, which ensured victory for the Reds there at Wembley overnight. Uh, In the PGA Tour event, the Mexico Open final round there, American Jake Knapp is holding his lead. He led by four heading into the final round. Well, that leads down to two. He's two over through four holes. Uh, There was only... Well, Harrison Endicott didn't make the cut, and Aaron Baddeley is tied for 31st at eight under par for the tournament. So nine shots off the pace uh, there today. And did you it, head out to Sale GP? I did you yesterday. Go, yeah, did it, was, uh, it, it was great day, mate. Aussies won, I, I, didn't they? No, I, I don't. It, 
it's hard to sort of track who's winning mm. when you, we're on Shark Island. Yeah, and you know I'm no sailing aficionado. I just went for the I just went for the booze, mate, in the, in the, in the afternoon. Yep. And uh, you know, beautiful day on the harbour. Yeah, weather was awesome. For but it, they are fantastic to watch. They fly. Oh, absolutely yeah. fly. Yeah. And uh, Tom Slingsby and the Aussie crew. Yeah. After they well, they had two very ordinary starts in the races yesterday. But the way it works is over the course of the whole weekend, because there were three races on Saturday, the top three crews on points go to the final race yep. uh, to decide, you know, the, the Grand Prix basically on the Sunday. And it was Australia, New Zealand, and Denmark. And the Aussies stuffed the start again, but Slingsby got them home. Found a way midway through the race, got them home. Perfect day on the harbour. Mm. Beautiful. Good fun. So that was yesterday as well. Good to see an Aussie triumph there. But in the cricket, I mean, it was a bit... I mean, is it 10 over match a game of cricket? But that's what happened at Eden Park yesterday with the Aussies. Uh, so four for 118. I think there were three rain delays uh, all yeah, up there. there was, yeah. And New Zealand three for 98. So Australia won by 27 runs via the Duckworth-Lewis method in that match yesterday. Uh, but Travis Head, 33 at the top of the order. Of 30 deliveries. Uh, who else was in the runs? Matt Short, 27 off 11 balls as well. Looked brilliant too. I watched it. I think he hit his second ball for six. He, he looked... that Again, that's another example of if Steve Smith's not in the starting 11, he'll be fighting with someone like Matt Short for that extra batting position. And, man, I, I can't believe the risks that these batters are willing to take and the power they have. Like, the, there, was, there was enough pace and bounce in that wicket, but they just don't care. They just stand there and take it on, line mm. them up, and, mate, the way they hit them. Smitty's a very, very different player to someone like Matt Short, for example, but that's what they'll be considering, picking the, the right 15, because you can only take 15 to the World Cup in the Caribbean. Um, you know, who's going to – who's more significant in those conditions? That's probably what they're going to have to think about. Mm. Matt Short coming at number three. Uh, I think Smitty, if he's going to play T20 cricket, has to open the batting. So, yeah, it's um, tough tough for the selectors to work out there. The right 15, not necessarily the best 15, but the right 15 for the World Cup in those conditions. And in Gate 2 on Friday, Australia won that by 72 runs, and they, they restricted New Zealand very well in that match. Travis Head made 45 off 22 deliveries. Uh, Adam Zampa uh, four took for four wickets, yeah. four for 34. Uh, in uh, that match on Friday. So the Aussies swept them, swept the Kiwis in that series. And uh, we head into the first test on Thursday. We're going to talk some footy heading into the season. And joining us now, great friend of the show, Josh Reynolds. How are you, Josh? Good morning, boys. How are we? Very well. Happy Monday morning to you. And particularly interested in your take of what we saw there at Wigan uh, you know a lot of these players very well over in the Super League from your time at Hull. And you always gave players like Jay Field a really big rap when you were over there at Hull. But uh, what did you make of the result first and foremost? Wigan, why were they too good for Penrith there yesterday, 16-12? I'm not going to lie, boys. I'm very, very shocked. Um, I thought Penrith would probably put a bit of a score on them, to be completely honest. But in saying that... Um, I was a bit, I was a bit puzzled by a few of their tactics. Um, not kicking on last tackle uh, a few times. Probably they probably could have used a few more repeat sets. Um, 
they attacked they attacked Wigan's line a fair few times in that first half and just didn't come back. Uh, sorry, come up with any joy. Uh, turn the ball inside a fair bit. I understand that with you know the wet weather and stuff, but those boys are used to that. Uh, I think Wigan come in with a very good game plan and. For the first time in a long time, I think Penrith's two front rowers, uh, the Wigan props got under their skin and, and they just couldn't take it. A few simple errors around the ruck. And, yeah, look, you've got to take your hat off to Wigan. They played a very, very good, a very clean game in the sense of, you know, not too many mistakes and not letting Penrith be Penrith and get on top. So it was a good game to watch. But, yeah, very interesting to see what uh, the tactics Penrith took into the game. Joshy, lots of talk about the refereeing or a couple of decisions particularly. Um, what did you make of that? And do you listening to you there, you think that really didn't shouldn't have changed the outcome of the game anyway because you think Wigan outplayed Penrith? Probably not. I don't. I wouldn't say outplayed Clarkie, but in a sense that 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 Wardle yeah. guy, yeah. absolute terrible call. Yeah. He was he was behind him. Yeah. There was no there was no possible way he could have seen him get that down. Yeah, he guessed, didn't he? He guessed. Honestly, <laughs> it, and it, and, it, and it just annoyed me because um I'm not going to go too far into it because it, it rolled me right up because I don't, I just you cannot call that. Mm. You can absolutely not say he he 100% got that down from the back. We couldn't see it from 1000 different angles. Yeah. So how how is he going to see it live and People will say, oh, he made a call, a judgment call. There's no way in any sort of judgment that he, that he could have seen that. I don't care what anyone says. Yeah. But, look, in saying that, Clarkie, as we said, oh, I really do think Wigan played well. Or like, where did – Bevan French is a great player. He's, he's a, he was a great fullback and a great winger. But he was a great 5'8 yesterday. Some of those passes that he yeah. was, you know, hanging from left to right to his, to his winger were unbelievable. And – that's what I mean. You've actually got to give credit to them. And, and I've never seen, you know, Fisher, Harris or Leota sort of, I don't know, they were rolled up. They were, they were probably trying to, I don't know, like trying, trying to scuffle a bit too much. And I think it took away from that staunch sort of, you know, every, every pack they come up against, they put it over. And I don't know, the young Wigan forwards got under their skin. And I think that had a bit to do with it. And yeah, look, Cleary, I just... He has one of the you no. Know, let's say he has the best short kicking game in the comp, and I was just very, very surprised that he didn't at least roll one grubber in. I, I know the, you know, the in goals are very short, but I just thought he would have rolled one or two in just to get a, a couple of repeat sets and build some pressure on their try line. Yeah, it was interesting that tactic, and I think it was half a dozen times in the first half they were caught with the the ball on the last. It has to be just due to the 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 shallowness of the in goal. Surely that. Tactically, they must have made a call. Let's just go for it, right? When we're on attack, rather than than you know take the gamble with these shorting goals. Hundred percent, Mido, and and you can definitely see it. Like it, and it's funny because um, when I was under Des, there was a year where um, he didn't want to give away seven tackles because he thought it changed the momentum uh, of the game way too much. And look, I understood it, but at the same time, when there's a chance, there's a chance, and. Yeah, there was just a few times where you could sort of see people who don't end up with the ball and last tackle end up with it and didn't really know what to do. So, yeah, look, it was an interesting tactic, but I could also see what they were trying to do. They were they were trying to strangle them and, and just make it a bit of a fuel position game. And look, they'd done it. They really did. Like, Wigan were coming off their try line multiple times mm. because Penrith were just leaving it five metres out. But they just kept, you know, rolling their sleeves up and then, you know, the refs, 
they'll, they'll blow in a few penalties, giving them uh, you know a bit of leeway. And look, I, I, I'm, I'm honestly like everyone thinks you know I'm, I'm against rest, and I always was because I was always into them. But <laughs> yesterday was something like I've never seen. You, you can def- both of those tries, like you, you like. <sighs> In the first one, they gave it to the attacking team. You know, they, they, sometimes they say you got to. But in the second time, what, what that second try right in the end? How 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 does the attacking team get the, you know, get the advantage? So yeah. it's one way or the other, I think. And yeah, two of those calls. Everyone's going to say, you know, we're we're so good about it, yeah. but that's just we have to. It's, it was a massive call in the game. What about in these troll games, buddy? Uh, let's start with the dogs. Uh, they got dusted by the sharks, but a pretty tight game. What do you make of them? Uh, coming into the season, and particularly Stephen Crichton being the skipper, good decision. Yeah, great decision, Clarky. Yeah, okay. I, I think. Yeah, just having a, you know, ha- having a little bit to do with Stevie since he's come. He, he's just a very, very calming influence on everyone. Uh, and and the one thing that a lot of people do say, uh, Cyril included, is that he he just as soon as he got in there, he started talking. You know, he he's obviously been in the Penrith system for a very long time and won, won three grand finals. Um, so I think that's the main reason, Clarky. He's just really good at, at speaking to the group and, you know, being calm. And uh, it's sort of come out. I only seen it a couple of days ago in the paper, but apparently when the boys went to that camp and they asked the, uh, the army sergeants who was best, they said that he was, he was the best leader out of everyone. And, People are going to have their doubts, and as they always do about the Bulldogs. But the one thing I will say is, Reedy and Birdo now, you know, they're team first players. It obviously would have hurt them a little bit because it's such an honour to, to captain a team. But at the same time, they can just play their natural game now and just worry about playing footy. And I think it's going to be be great for both of those guys. Just on Crichton, it was glaring him not being there for Penrith yesterday. I know this is a champion side, and you back Ivan Cleary and the club to, you know, to sort out that side. But they clearly uh, Wigan attacked Penrith's left side knowing Crichton wasn't there and it worked for them. I mean, it's it's, it's going to be an issue, isn't it, for them? I know they they seem to just find players there at Penrith, but, uh, oh, gosh, he's going to be missed. Yeah, yeah hugely, Mido. And, and as you just said, it's a great point. Whoever plays Penrith round one will be will be saying, I know where we'll be going. Because yep. it's it, it's a very, very hard position to defend. And he is the best in the game in the centres. I don't care what anyone says. He's the best defensive centre in the game, just watching him at training. And, you know, he gets up. His line speed's always great. And he always makes the, the right decision when, when the ball's passed. So he's going to be hugely missed in that. But in saying that also, Mido, I think you see it in, you know, in origin a lot of time. In big games, he scores tries. I think he scored a try in every grand final or something. He just seems to know where to find the line in big games, and they they definitely could have used him yesterday when it was when it was you know sixteen twelve, and they needed a try. I'm sure he would have come up with something. But look, it's a great game for the Bulldogs, and you know hopefully he can use those defensive efforts and smartness to to show our boys um, what reads to come up with in the big moments. Do you have a bolter team, Grubby? Last year, we obviously you know, saw it with the Warriors, the year before the Cowboys. Is there a team heading into this season where you're sort of looking at and go, they can really jump a long way up the ladder this year? Yeah, you know, it's, I, I definitely think uh, Manly, mate. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just... I'm with you. I love, I, you know, obviously one of my really good mate, Brooksy, I, I can just tell he's in a really, really good place. Um, he, he's played really well when he's played these first trial games and just, I suppose when I speak to him, he, 
it's just a whole weight off his shoulders. You know, it's, it's not all about Luke Brooks anymore at the Tigers, and every win and every loss is on him. So it's nice to have, you know, guys like the Turbo Brothers and, and Cherry Evans taking some weight off those shoulders, and I really think he, he's going to excel. And, look, don't be surprised if he's up there in, in the Dally M's because, yeah, I'm really excited. And I just think Manly have a very well-rounded team, mate, and they'll, they'll be, you know, top four. What about Vegas, buddy? How do you think it's going to go? And are we going to see any uh, off-field? Yeah, well, well, firstly, we're going to see Loz, but do you reckon the boys will behave themselves? How hard's that going to be? So I've, I've got a bit of male boys, and I don't know if it's right, but it's, as our man, as our man, L Daly, been lost in, in customs or something. Lost in transit, okay? definitely. <laughs> They've got his suitcase, they just haven't got him. <laughs> yeah, right. So we've got no correspondence for the show over stage, there yet. Uh, we don't know where he is. We know he's landed in the States. We just don't yeah, know hey. where. No, he's right. Apparently, he's landing in Vegas shortly. Mm. And he could right. he could check in with us in about 15 minutes. Mm. All right. Well, I have to listen in. I hope he's all right. <laughs> There's no <laughs> guarantees, by the way. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be a bit nervous if he's on the show in 15, boys. So I might, <laughs> might try and give him a call. But... Um, no, Clarky, I think it's going to be great. It's great for the game. And, um, look, I'm not too sure about your question about the boys. I, mm. they've got to, <laughs> there's got to be something. But there's going to be some edgy boys there saying... A lot of these boys probably wouldn't have been to Vegas, Clarky. So they're going to be yeah. sitting there and there's going to be a little bit of that temptation. But I'm sure the coaches are, you know, ripping into them saying, boys, we're here to do a job and, and blah, blah, blah. But, look, whether, whether they have a good game and, and afterwards they let them out, I hope so. I hope they let him enjoy it, but um, I hope they can behave like I always I was on my best behaviour when I went out. <laughs> Wait. No, no comment, boys. <laughs> yeah, no, we'll, we'll just let you stew on that. Yeah, uh, yeah, thank you. Mate, great to chat. We'll check in a lot during the season, no doubt. Thank you. Thanks, boys. Karen McAvoy we're going to speak to soon. Uh, just on the text line, your Heroes and Villains nominations. Uh, Mark, long-time listener from Ely Beach. Good on you, Mark. Hero, definitely WA cricket team winning the Marsh Cup third time in a row. Uh, villains, whoever would not allow the SCG to be the ground where New South Wales would uh, have won, would have won. And also spec savers for not supplying the referees at the Challenge Cup or the World Club Challenge. Uh, so thank you for that, Mark. You're in the mix. Well, even if they, even if it doesn't advantage New South Wales, like playing at your home ground, you'd like to think it does. But I'm sure WA would prefer to play at the Sydney Career Ground. You want to play the finals at the major stadium, it's surely. The national final, surely. Yeah, it's oh, that's that says it all. When I saw we're now playing where, where they played as well. The other thing about the ground where they played, there's so much bush around the ground <laughs> that. Mate, even if you wanted to get 5,000, 7,000 people there, you, nah. you're not fitting them. So I, and that's what they'll argue. They'll say it'll cost, you know, we lose a lot of money by having it at the SCG. It's the final, but, though. It's one game. It's like the, the biggest game for the for the one-day national competition. Like, surely that's that's part and parcel. Is Cricket Australia really struggling financially, oh, Clark? Well, I refuse I to believe that. I don't know the answer to that question. Time to talk some racing, and uh, great to have him on after two winners on Saturday. Karen McAvoy. Karen, a very good morning to you, mate. How are you? Morning, boys. Good, thanks. How are you? Very well, thank you. And uh, Celestial Legend there in the Hobartville, a great performance. Uh, How did you feel coming around the bend when you went searching for a clear run, Karen? Yeah, he was travelling well, wasn't he? He'd, um, he'd been able to get out of the stalls and get up into a spot, so 
I was pretty confident he was going to be in the finish and just needed a tiny bit of luck to get him into the clear and um, just angled him out and, and he quickened up noticeably well and um, you know, he enjoyed that ground and, and he enjoyed the, enjoyed the 1400. So it was, it was pleasing to see on those fronts. How were you going into the race, Karen? Because speaking to the boys in here Friday, they were very confident. Yeah, I was I was confident the horse would run really well. Yeah. I thought he I thought he had the I thought he had the right attributes and he was he was he, he'd always he'd always been sort of trending as though fourteen hundred was was going to be um, a, a good distance for him and and, he, and he'd go to a new level and I think that's what he'd done and and he'd already won on some some rain affected ground so when there was a bit of juice in the track I wasn't too worried about that and um, yeah it was it was great it was great for Les he, he'd had a lot of faith in the horse and. And um, and he, he's done a, done a great job with him. So onto the Randwick Guineas now. Yeah, onto the Randwick Guineas. And uh, if Militarise goes that way as well, you rode Militarise in the Apollo. Uh, how confident are you that Celestial Legend will run a very strong mile? Because I guess all indications were on Saturday. It certainly would do that. Yeah, I think he will. It's um, obviously, you know, he needs to go and do it. But um, we know Militarise is a is, is a. He's a strong miler as well, and um, he's coming off a run against the older horses where I rode him there, and 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 he was he was really building through that last furlong quite nicely as well. So he's a deserved favourite, no doubt. But um, you know this horse is is is, is trending as a as a lovely three year old in the autumn, and um, I think there's improvement to come. Well, did you see, Les? He said he thinks this horse is up there with Classique Legend, which is a big statement. Big statement for sure, but um, who knows? Les has seen many good horses, as, as he as he hinted to the press. So um, we'll wait and see. He, he's a different style of horse to Classic. He, he's obviously going to get out a little bit further in trips. So yeah, the, the, you know, he, he's definitely training and heading in the right direction. Wellwall won the Benchmark 100 there over the 1400. A, a decent odds as well. And this is a horse you've had a bit of history with as well, Karen. Yeah, it was nice to see him do that. He was he was running nice races. Um, Last time in when I rode him, and in, in, uh, about a year ago, and and I think this level, uh, sorry, this this prep, he's gone to a new level. He's he's had a little little operation, and and um, he's been training down at Chris's new base down at Macedon, and, and and come up here after a, a couple of nice jump outs down there at Flemington, which gave me some good confidence going into the Saturday's race, mm. and we we're able to utilise that good draw. But he he he, he travelled really well, and I felt like I was the winner the whole way, and it was only a small margin win, but I think he's. There's scope for him to go a little bit further in trip, and and I think he can compete maybe with a lightweight in, in one of those better races in the autumn as well. You rode linebacker, which was a very impressive win uh, for the John O'Shea stable there at Hawkesbury a few days ago. Where do you think linebacker lines up, Karen, in regards to the the two-year-old picture at the moment? Yeah, he's a two-year-old, I think, with, with good talent, no doubt. Um, and I think that John and the team are looking to get him out in trip a little bit, so... He could be a horse that you keep an eye on, whether it's the size or the or the champagne. Um, he, he could run in a race like the Bayloo before one of those. So, um, yeah, just, just keep an eye on him and, and see. He's he's a horse that's going to keep improving as well. He he did that maiden win quite stylishly there the other, the other day at Hawkesbury. Uh, one of our listeners has asked me to ask you about Grabini. What is Grabini doing? Of course, this is a horse he won a gold, but in fact, he won three of its past four starts on Grabini uh, going back to late last year. Yeah, I haven't seen him yet at Gerald and Sterling's, um, but he's probably not far off coming back in. Um, so he, he might have a, a couple of runs, uh, maybe late autumn, sort of winter time, I'd presume, and then get ready for the big dance later on in the year. Okay. Is there anything else uh, you set to ride the next couple of weeks 
uh, we should be getting excited about Karen? Um, we put me on the spot there, Jared. Um, no, nothing's come to mind, but um, hopefully I can just keep in some nice form. I've been having a good bit of luck yeah. and, and riding winners, so um, yeah, fingers crossed I can keep doing that. Always like seeing winners uh, during carnival time and uh, another carnival on our doorstep, mate. Enjoy and hope it's a successful one again for you. Thanks, boys. Have a good day.